The chill of foreboding swept through Hemming McNaughton's blood as he dismounted before the inn. He frowned at the sign hanging crookedly above the door. The fact that the inn was called The Hanging Tree only added to his growing sense of unease. Hemming no longer thought the huge old tree a few yards away was an intriguing sight, despite how the moon turned the emerging leaves a soft silver color. At least no one was still dangling from its thick, sturdy limbs, he thought, and reluctantly handed his reins to the stable boy. I dinna like this, he said to his cousin, Tirlik Makadi, as they approached the door to the inn. We willna stay long. Hemming nodded, recognizing that statement as Tirlik's agreement that something felt wrong. They could not falter in their search for information just because they felt a little uneasy about a place, however. Their people were being hunted, and the hunters were getting more organized. The very survival of their people depended upon gathering as much information about their enemies as possible. Once he was inside the inn, however, Hemming's wariness grew even sharper. He and Tirlak found a table set away from the others, their backs to the wall, but that did little to calm him. A burly, cold-eyed man served them ale, and as Tirlak paid for it, Hemming looked around. The first thing he noticed was that there were no serving wenches to be seen. That was odd, but he knew there could be many reasons for that— What could not be so easily explained was the fact that no one paid them much attention. Two kilted Scotsmen in an English border inn should draw attention, but aside from a few hasty, sidelong glances, everyone continued talking and laughing. And there was a false note to all of that talk and good cheer, Hemming thought, as he drank his ale with more haste than enjoyment. It was not until the three well-dressed people, two of whom had actually shown a natural curiosity about two Scotsmen in an English inn, got up and left, that Hemming knew he and Tirlach had made a serious error in judgment. The ale he began as an odd feeling started to creep over him. Was poisoned, growled Tirlik as he slammed his empty tanker down on the scarred wood table. Nay, not poisoned, something to weaken us or make us sleep. Hemming saw that all those fleeting sidelong glances were becoming far more intent, The men obviously were watching and waiting for whatever potion he and Tillac had just drunk to take effect. Didn't taste it at first, but the taint of it is now very clear. I just thought the ale was near very good brew. Tillac stood up and started for the door. Hemming quickly joined him. The fact that everyone in the inn just sat and silently watched them caused Hemming's insides to chill with alarm. Even before Tillac opened the door, Hemming knew they would not be escaping this trap. His thoughts were already clouding over, and he felt as if he were trying to walk through thick mud. Once they were outside, the cool night air did nothing to ease that. Hemming staggered, and he saw Tillac do the same. They both managed to stumble along for a few more feet, although Hemming wondered why they even bothered— for they would never make it to their horses. The next thing he knew, 
He was on his knees. Tillek fell to his knees right beside him a heartbeat later. Hemming tried to fight the pull of the potion, but was not really surprised when he next found himself sprawled in the dirt, Tillek quickly sprawling at his side. His last sight was of dozens of booted feet encircling them. Consciousness came to him slowly and painfully. Hemming felt as if his head were going to split apart. Then he recalled sprawling in the dirt, dragged into unconsciousness by some herb or potion slipped into his ale. He slowly opened his eyes and stared around him in utter disbelief. He was in a cage, thick silver chains holding his wrists and ankles to the heavy iron bars surrounding him. He was also naked and weaponless, and there was no sign of Tilla.